This is a Federal News Network podcast. Does systemic racism exist within the senior executive ranks of the federal government? A statement from the Senior Executives Association points out the non-SES portion of the federal workforce is 18 percent black, but the SES itself is less than 11 percent. Now the association has pledged to do something. Joining me with more, SEA Vice Chair Margaret Williams. Ms. Williams, good to have you on. Well, good morning, Tom, and thank you so much for the invitation. Pleased to be here with you. Review for us what the view of the SEA is, and I guess the view of some of the members of the Senior Executive Service. What does it look like to you in terms of diversity, whether there is systemic racism, and maybe what is, by definition, systemic racism? Well, it looks to us from a viewpoint that, yes, systemic racism does exist in the federal workforce, and I believe it does exist for several reasons. And to define what systemic racism is, this is how I will define it, is systemic racism is derived from institutional racism, and it includes a complex array of anti-Black practices. The unjustly gained political economic power of whites, the continuing economic and other resource inequalities along racial lines, and the white racist ideologies and attitudes created to maintain a rationalized white privilege and power. And this research actually, and many of the points that I will make also have come from uh, Joe Fagan's research, which states society develops systemic racism, which is a sociological theory for understanding the role of race and racism in the United States. Fagan used historical evidence and demographic statistics to create a theory that asserts that the United States was founded in racism as the Constitution classified Black people as the property of whites. This legal recognition of slavery is a cornerstone of racist social system in which resources and rights enjoyed by white people and unfairly denied Black people. Let's talk about the Senior Executive Service and the promotion system and the inclusion system of the government, because all of those bad practices, exclusion, are officially outlawed. I mean, it's against the law to discriminate on the basis of race and many other things, gender and so on. So if there is institutional racism, where does it center? It sounds like it would center in individual behaviors rather than in the statutes and in the regulations of the system itself. Well, Tom, I think that you're hitting on something that is is very true, that uh, racial discrimination resides in the core of some people embedded throughout the federal workforce. Why does that occur? It occurs because we are a country that was founded on on these practices, organizational organizational culture, individual cultural upbringing, uh, taught behaviors, fear, and a lack of emotional intelligence. The effect is then that the diversity at the SEA ranks is not reflective of the greater population in the federal government workforce itself, correct? That is correct. And what about the population of the greater federal workforce itself in relation to the society that it serves? Well, I think at large, when you start looking at the breakdown across uh, the federal workforce, what you will probably find is that there are uh, several African-American people throughout the various levels. However, as you begin to go up the uh, corporate ladder, you will see and find less and less African-Americans in key and leadership type of positions, as well as, uh, you know, other people of color uh, at those various uh, levels. Entry point levels, I would say, look at the data. The data speaks loud in volumes. So is to me, those feeder pipelines 
that you would definitely want to take a look at to see where we are to begin to build. All right. We're speaking with Margaret Williams. She's vice chair of the Senior Executives Association and is a federal senior executive. And you have pledged, the association has pledged to do more. What does it plan to do? So SEA will continue to partner in government-wide initiatives to promote diversity and inclusion across the federal workforce. We will lead through a clear, transparent lens. This is our commitment to senior executives and future leaders. There's been minimal forward movement for African-Americans and people of color, as I previously stated. And systemic racism or exclusion of affinity groups shines the light on existing practices which bypass current executive orders. So there are orders, executive orders that exist, and there there has been some traction in the past, but I think that, you know, the SEA will continue to work with OMB, OPM, and other associations with whom we have agreements, such as AFIA, National Big, and Prispanica, to continue to move the various initiatives forward. We also have private sector business partners who we will access to uh, create a better path forward. And there's a number of metrics that you can use to measure progress. One would be the numbers that make it beyond entry level into the government and then move on through the ranks based on their own merit and talent and quality of their work. But from your own experience, what are some of the other maybe less measurable metrics? I mean, how have you felt as a black woman reaching the SES, what's it like now that you are there? I would like to make it clear that I am uh, on the uh, trajectory to uh, reaching that status. I am a senior manager within the organization in which I reside. But some of the things that I have faced personally have definitely been, you know, um, the entry point of who, who they're actually looking at and how do you actually enter those ranks, the programs, the entry points. And uh, some folks would want to say that in terms of ready now to achieve these, the entry point skills, high potential individuals. But what I will say is that for individuals that are African-American who have been bypassed, overlooked, and people have taken strong positions, because if you are a person who speaks up and, you know, you want to make it a better federal workforce. And I, I do believe that the SES ranks will need people who will be vocal and who will share their perspectives to achieve missions moving forward so that we can be a better American to serve the general public the way they expect and deserve to be served from a public sector. And you've done further research in this. And what else do we need to know here? So, Tom, just looking at uh, where we are and where we need to go, you know, SEA will continue to support change at all levels, you know, dedicated to public service and the exemplary exemplary uh, employees that serve the federal workforce at large. Being committed to the uh, feeder pipelines, which are the pipelines that feed into the senior executive ranks, preparing those individuals so that they are prepared to serve well when they get there and uh, to inspire and encourage those who may not feel as though that they are worthy of advancement to the senior executive ranks. SEA is definitely committed to our current executives that support the training and the development of future leaders. And we just want to say, let's take a step back, a pause, and, and look at how we've done business in the past, and then refocus our, our course of action and activate the plans that have been put in place in the past to say that we want a more diverse senior executive service across all organizations and agencies. And the way you do that is by looking at 
what the data tells us, looking at the strategic plan of how you will integrate diversity across all platforms and inclusion. Just saying that, you know, our thinking must be better. We have to look at the types of employees we look to uh, elevate to those senior levels and ranks. And having been in the government for some time, would you recommend to young people, minority people, people of color, just starting their careers to say, yeah, you should consider the federal government? Oh, absolutely. Well, we have to be a federal government that is attractive to uh, people of color. That when, we're, when they're on the outside looking in or when they're hearing the stories from their relatives and friends and those that would share their story, those are the, the, the way that you actually attract the underrepresented affinity groups into federal service. Margaret Williams is vice chair of the Senior Executives Association. Thanks so much for joining me. Well, thank you, Tom, for having me. We'll post this interview along with a link to the SEA statement at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.